So, um, last week Paul did a um, parable, and this week we got another parable. So here we go. So Jesus told another story. God's kingdom is like a farmer who planted good seed in his field. That night while his hired men were asleep, his enemies showed up and sowed thistle all among the wheat and slipped away before dawn. When the first shoots appeared and the grain began to form, the thistle showed up too. The farm hands came to the farmer and said, Master, that was clean seed you planted, wasn't it? Where did this thistle come from? And he answered, Some enemy did this. Some enemy did this. The farm hands asked, Well, should we weed them out for you? And the farmer said, No, no. If you weed the thistles, you'll pull up the wheat too. So let's just let it all grow together until harvest time. Then I'll instruct the harvesters to pull the thistles and tie them and throw them into the fire. And then we'll have the wheat separated and put in the barn. No big deal. So the disciples, being the questioners they are, came back a little later and said, Jesus dismissed the congregation, went into the house, and his disciples came in and said, Hey, can you explain to us the story about the thistle in the field? So Jesus explained, The farmer who sows the pure seed is the Son of God. The field in the world is the world. The pure seeds are subjects of the kingdom, and the thistles are subjects of the devil. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of age, the curtain of history. The harvest ends are the angels. The picture of the thistles pulled up and burned in, is a scene from the final act. The Son of Man will send his angels, weed out the thistles from his kingdom, pitch them in the trash and be gone with them. They are going to complain to heaven, but nobody's going to listen. At the same time, ripe, holy lives will mature and adorn the kingdom of the Father, of God. Are you listening? Are you really listening? I think we had, are you listening, really listening last week too, didn't we? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of stories you come that way, especially if you have to explain them. Because what? It's like, okay, I told you once, but just to help you out, I'll tell you one more time and explain it to you. I don't know if he's getting impatient or not, but what the heck. He got it good. <laughs> so I, I was looking at this, and, and I delayed Paul one day. It's like, you know, it's like, what do you pull out as your verse? Because it's like, I have no idea what a good verse is. And I don't remember what Paul pulled out. Because we always, you know, we try to have a verse in the title. And it's like, ah, I'm not the sure. The very last line. Are you listening? Yeah, he pulled out, are you listening, really listening again? And and uh, the Dilemma of the Thistles is, is the title, because I couldn't come up with a good one. And I was thinking, okay, I don't know about you all, but I don't plant wheat. I don't plant that much. I, I go and I don't plant seeds. I go buy a tomato plant and I put it in my ground. So it's not exactly the same thing. So I'm thinking, okay, what, what would be consistent because we're all kind of rural people, or not even rural, we're city folk, uh -huh. you know, urban, whatever, suburban, but we're not farmers. So it's not really relating to today's society so much. So I think, well, I have this house and it has grass. And, and I try to, you know, do the things you're supposed to do, which, you know, once a year you're supposed to take. And, and weed and feed and go out in the spring, weed and feed, and I think in the fall. And then you're supposed to put more seeds out, especially in the fall. So they will hopefully overcome all the weeds. You have a beautiful green grass, right? So I have a beautiful green uh, 
yard of weeds and grass. I can't seem to get the weeds out. You go, I, 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 and, I, and someone said, well, I says, hey, it's all green. I'm happy. So <laughs> I'm really happy it's all green. It's the color. It's got the right color. I'm not going to worry. But then there's these things, and I'm thinking, you know, if you think about it, the thing that gets me is the dandelion. You get this nice yellow dandelion coming up. And then what's it going to do? And, and as a kid, you know, here we are as kids, right? We're all thinking, wait till it puffs, puffs out, right? And then you go, yeah. so you get seeds yeah, everywhere. Oh, God. Right, right? Don't so I'm thinking, okay, think about this. Okay, someone's going to come along thinking they're having a good time. Nothing personal about your night. Everybody's coming along having a good time. And they, they have that thistle in there, spreading their seeds of good times everywhere. <laughs> ah, spread oh, you want to come have a good time with me? Well, what about God's statement? You know, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> there's good, there's bad. You know, I was like, okay, what is it that God calls us to be? <laughs> yeah, don't spread your good times everywhere, right? <laughs> Hi, I liked his response. It was so good. So I'm thinking, okay, so we need to figure out, you know, it's one thing to say, I want to be, in this case, the wheat. I don't want to be the thistle that influences people, but there's everybody in everybody's life, there's a thistle. There's someone around that's going to what? Try to influence you in some way. One, not to grow up fully, because if you have enough thistle around, the wheat's not going to grow. So you're just going to have this clump of weeds. And it's going to choke out, just like, you know, the rocks. It's going to choke out whoever is in the middle. So I'm thinking, you know, it, it's sad that, you know, things like that can happen. There's going to be people out there that are going to try to convince you you're a thistle. Yeah, that's right. There's going to be a thistle that I'm, I'm, I can do this. And I sat there and thinking, okay, what's the challenge to me? Is The challenge to me is to figure out, I know I'm supposed to love God and love others as I love myself. And in that process, one of these is, is like, but yet shouldn't I be, I believe, was it one of your... Versus this week, Paul, a servant to those around me. And why am I a servant to those around me? Because I'm here to love you. And one of the ways I can love you is to reach out with your permission. You notice I put that in there. With your permission to help you, to assist you, to show love to you. If you don't have that person's permission... Going around, we used to hug everybody, and then we had a couple of people that didn't want hugs. So, okay, we didn't have their permission. And we kind of stopped. We used to do that every morning, every Sunday. Remember, Paul? Mm -hmm. And then we stopped doing it because we didn't what? We didn't want to make someone to feel uncomfortable. So when we think about this, you sit there, and, and you have people that are going to try to influence you to do things you know that aren't right. And we were talking before church that I don't know when posting something to Facebook or wherever you're going to post it to try to get as many hits as possible is preferred over helping somebody in trouble. I remember, and it was an example I had from my youth, we were going the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and I can't remember if we were going to Maryland or coming back from Maryland, but we would go visit my mom's family. This was in the old days. I was maybe seven or eight. So we're talking the 60s. And someone went off the side of the hill, the mountain, 
and my dad literally pulled over every car that came by pulled and stopped to see if they could help not one not one went by not one pulled out a camera to take pictures to make sure they could post it somewhere everybody stopped we had cars in both directions to see who could get to the phone the quickest why because we didn't have cell phones back then uh -oh. But we had a car in each direction said they would go make the call to what? The police to make sure we got ambulance and fire and the rescue squad there. They volunteered to go out of their way to help. That's the wheat growing up in us. I keep telling you, you see someone with a cart and they just emptied it. They got to do something with that cart in the parking lot. And I say it's the smallest act of love you can do. It's probably smaller ones, but it's just a small act you could do. Hey, you want me to take it up for you? Smile every time. I've never seen one person say, hell no, you can't have my cart. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want your help. I'll do it myself. I haven't had one person do that. Now, when it comes to someone being needing financial help or someone needing comfort, I've had many of them turn to me and say, hell no, I don't need your help. I can do it myself. I'm independent. I am self-sufficient. How dare you think I need any help? Simon and Garfunkel had a song that I related to a good chunk of my life. I'm a rock. I stand alone. I don't need anyone. I was listening to it today, and I, no, I won't play it. But I thought that's just exactly where we're at sometimes, is we forget you can get help. I shared earlier today that I was having some health issues. The kicker is I've been having health issues now for over six months, and I haven't said a word, not even to my doctor. Where in my head does it come out that I'm self-sufficient and don't need anyone? Thistle, right. No, I do need people. I do need help. I do need someone to say, hey, what's going on? So I can keep moving and go forward. And I can honestly say what I haven't shared, and I should, is I suffer from depression. And living alone with a dog doesn't help any. And I have a hard time just getting up and being with people. Because I am a loner. This is really <laughs> kind of scary, isn't it? I stand up here. How can you be a loner and preach? It's real easy, folks. I don't mind sharing with you God's word. Because in my heart, I know you need to hear it. But I also know that when I go home, it's nice and quiet, and I like it that way. Which isn't always good, but I do like it that way. What I want you to know today is the thistles are everywhere. And some of them we create ourselves. We create them ourselves. And it's real hard to overcome our own thistles. But we need to say, hey, that's a thistle. I need to pull it. And maybe if it's in your life, you don't need to wait to harvest. I wouldn't. Pull it now. Because we have to what? We want to be 
if we believe God loves us unconditionally, then the thistle that's bringing us down is not good for you, period. I see the crowd today, and I'm going to point at this and say, if you're watching this at home and didn't make it because you overslept or some other excuse you have, that's your thistle. Your thistle is the inability to get to church on time. So we could start at 1030. Not to look at anyone in particular. <laughs> but your thistles are what's keeping you from hearing God's love. To be here. To share the love around us. I find I have to struggle on those depressing days to get here. But I know that I feel better and doing better when I do. Don't let something like that keep you at home alone. Come out. Find God's love. We have it here. We'll share it with you. What's keeping you from coming? What's keeping you from not reaching out to those around you and loving you? Don't let thistles overcome your world. Fight those thistles. There's a lot of things out there that hit us every day. Fight the thistles. Don't let the enemy them, intersperse them in your life or bring them to your mind that keeps you from doing and taking action. Go out and fight. Amen.